Do you ever feel trapped? Like you're in a situation and you just cannot escape it. Many people feel trapped and sometimes it's because of the decisions that we made. Yes, sometimes it's because of the choices that we ourselves made. And when that's the case, we need to take responsibility. That is the first step to breaking free. But sometimes we didn't do anything to bring about the situation in which we find ourselves. Sometimes it's not our fault at all. Circumstances beyond our control have risen up in our midst. We didn't do it. We didn't invite it. Sometimes we're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe you feel trapped. The first thing you need to discern is whether or not you've done something to cause this or whether this is purely circumstantial. Circumstantial. You need to discern whether or not there's something in your life for which you need to repent. Something in your life for which you need to ask God to forgive you and to help you to rectify a thing, to untangle a thing, to disconnect from a thing, to make some new choices. God is so good. He'll work all things together for the good. I'm so grateful. But sometimes it's not you. <laughs> you find yourself in a situation where the people around you are suffering and you are there, the voice of reason. You become the caregiver to an elderly parent. You become a confidant to a friend who's going through and you don't know what to do. You're doing the best you can, but you can't help. You feel useless. You feel helpless to change their situation. And now you're in a situation <laughs> where you're stuck. You feel trapped. Sometimes it's the enemy who traps us in our own minds. He traps us with thoughts of rejection, with thoughts of unworthiness, with addictions, and it started in the mind. So it's the enemy who's coming against us, but yet we still have a responsibility to do our part, to position ourselves for escape. And remember this, Jesus is the way of escape. This is Jennifer LeClaire, and this is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power of presence, power and presence of God. God is so good. The enemy is meddling this morning, but we shall overcome. I see literally people breaking free of bondages that they've carried around for decades. I see people breaking free today, escaping from generational bondages. I see people breaking free today from bondages in relationships bondages in their careers, bondages in their own minds, and the enemy is mad about it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want you to break through. He doesn't want you to escape the snare, the trap, the pit that he dug for you. He doesn't want you to walk free, but God does. And what God does matters the most. It matters more than what the enemy wants. God will have his way in your life. You must believe that. We have to do our part and God will do his part. We have to be a, a people who are willing to repent when needed and who are willing to war when needed and repent 
repentance should always precede warfare. We need to be a people who are determined to walk in the life that Jesus died to give us, to leave nothing on the table, to take people with us to eternity by our witness, because we are living epistles read of all men. We're breaking free today. It's a breakthrough day. I sense it in my spirit. The enemy has already gone to meddling with the broadcast. You know what that means. He's mad. He's expecting something good to happen and he wants to block it. He wants to thwart it. He wants to derail it, but it's not going to happen because an enemy exposed is an enemy defeated. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on in, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come on in and share this with somebody just quickly. We're going to get started in just a couple of minutes with the official broadcast. So go ahead and jump on board just quickly. Share this with your friends, share it on your timeline, share it via Twitter, share it via Messenger. And remember to let me know where you're coming in from, what city, what nation. I would like to know. Come on. God bless you, Tammy. God bless you, Marlene. Praying for you and Peter. Marlene, I'm praying for you and Peter. I wanted you to know that we received your message, uh, uh, Marlene, and we're praying for you and Peter. Amen. We are praying, praying, praying. Good morning, Carol. Drop those hashtags for me. Mornings with the Holy Spirit. Hashtag, uh, hashtag Jennifer LeClaire. Amen. God is good all the time. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Good morning, April in McDonough, Georgia. I see a new prayer hub leader coming in from Georgia. I don't know if it's you, April, but I see a new, I see a slew of prayer leaders coming in from Georgia. God, Jesus, God is wanting to stir revival in Georgia. It's predicated on prayer. We must understand this. It doesn't happen spontaneously. It might look spontaneous, but it always happens in the context of prayer. My God, my God, my God. Oh, Jesus, how many of you are hungry for revival? How many of you are hungry to see God move in your midst? How many of you want to see souls saved, churches revived, nations awakened? Awaken. Come on. Where's my awakening prayer hub leaders? Come on in guys. Awakening Join the movement. Help me help you bring revival to your city. We equip you. We empower you. We get you ready. We help you through. Amen. Come on intercessors. Check it out at awakening Join the movement. Prayer changes things. It changes us. It changes things around us. It changes things for us. It just shifts circumstances in our favor. Oh, we're in a season of revival. Who will step up to the plate and begin to pray without ceasing? Who will join a revival-minded prayer movement? Who will connect with awakening prayer hubs and get involved and launch those hubs and get the prayer going so we can see this Kairos moment extended? I don't want to live in just a Kairos moment. I want to live in a Kairos season. We're in a season of revival. Come on, somebody. Check it out. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. God qualifies you. We equip you. We're going to see it happen. We're going to see it move. We're going to see things change. Share this quickly, guys. We're going to start the official broadcast in just about one minute. Share this on your timelines. Tag somebody. Share it with your friends. Do what you got to do. Wake up your neighbors. Cry aloud. We're going for it today, and it's going to be good. I'm ready. I am ready. I am ready. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. If you've not shared, though, you're not ready. Just a heads up. If you've not shared, you're not ready. I need 430 of you to share this somewhere. It's easy. Tag ping, press, prod, poke, do what you got to do. We're going somewhere today. God is good. I'm excited. 
Come on, who's excited about the season we're in? Who's excited about revival? Who's excited about awakening? Who's excited? Come on, it's prayer. Prayer is what does it. I was so blessed because I asked people yesterday on my uh, timeline, what do you think my ministry is best known for? And many years ago, they would have said prophetic or something else. And the overwhelming answer was prayer. And that thrills my heart. I would rather be known for prayer than anything else because prayer is the principal thing. Prayer is what changes things. Prayer is our lifeline to God. God told me in 2012 to make prayer my life's work. So to see that this is what's manifesting all around me, spending hours in prayer, raising up prayer leaders in 72 nations and counting, being known and recognized as one who prays above all. What a compliment. That is the greatest, the greatest thing I could have ever seen. I feel like I'm on the right track. Amen. You can never go wrong praying. You know what? Many other things will fall away. Way, but prayer will abide. We'll always talk to God. We'll always have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, even in eternity. Share this quickly, guys. We've got to start. It's time to start right now. If you shared, say, I'm ready. If you've not shared, well, quickly share that and then say, I'm ready. And we'll wait for you about 10 more seconds. And we're going to, we're going to break through. We're going to press in. We're going to go forth. We're going to see, we're going to see, we're going to see today something we've never seen before. And it's going to be good. Are you ready? Let's do this. Let me bring in these other kotura. Come on, Shonda. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let me bring these other ones in. Almost forgot about them. I was so excited. Almost forgot about them. What am I going to do? Almost forgot about them. They would have been thinking I'd passed away. Every time I don't go live on Clubhouse, oh, oh, you've passed away. Where did you go? Oh my goodness. I'm glad people care. Amen. I'm glad I'm relevant. Praise God. When they stop talking about you, it means you're no longer relevant. Let's do this. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, senior leader of the Awakening House of Prayer. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. Let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Awakening Prayer Hubs. Join the movement. Our vision is souls saved, churches revived, nations awakened. Check it out. Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, Lou Engel, uh, Jim, uh, James Gall, so many others have endorsed our movement and are standing with us as we contend for transforming revival in the nations. Check it out at awakeningprayerhubs.com. Launch a hub, join a hub, or sponsor a hub today. Your city needs prayer. This is prime time for revival, and we're not going to miss the moment. Amen. Check it out, awakeningprayerhubs.com. Guys, I'm coming to you live from South Florida. Our church, Awakening House of Prayer, is here. We're in Fort Lauderdale. Come on over on Sundays, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., 4 p.m. are the service times. The prophetic worship is off the charts, and we are waiting for you. There's a few seats left. Come get one for yourself. If you're not in the region, plan a visit. You'll love it. Elijah Company is coming up. You can come during that, stay the whole weekend, and just get radically shifted. Amen. Check that out as well. Watch online at ahop.online, ahop.online, ahop.online. That's where you're going to find the services. There's free to watch. Just register. 
you want to go deeper with us, get in the virtual healing rooms, prophecy rooms, vir- uh, deliverance rooms, the virtual life group, the virtual midweek, the virtual prayer line, the virtual pastoral. It's all there for you. Go deeper with us if you want to at ahop.online slash webchurch. The second and third services are School of the Spirit at AHOP. You can come on in. We're in a series on deliverance from family wounds, deliverance from family wounds. And you're going to find that over there at schoolofthespirit.tv slash wounds. If you're in the region, drop on by. 4 p.m., we're, we're starting a new series in just a couple of weeks on prophets in the seven mountains of society. Prophets in the seven mountains of society. If you're in South Florida, come over for the prophetic training. Prophets on the seven mountains. How do you function as a prophet in these different mountains? You know, most prophets are in the church. We need to get on the mountains. There's more than one mountain. There's seven. How do we navigate those realms? How do we deal with the devils that are in those mountains? Prophets in the Seven Mountains. Check that out. Schoolofthespirit.tv slash seven mountains. The number seven, seven mountains. And thanks to Ramika for the great topic. Now, today's devotion is titled, is from Evenings with the Holy Spirit. And it's titled, The Best is Yet to Come. Oh, I like this. The Best is Yet to Come. And here's what I heard the Lord say. The best really is yet to come. You have seen only the first fruits of my blessings on your life. You have not seen or even imagined my best for you, says the Lord. What has passed you by and passed you up looked good, but the better part is coming your way. Your eye has not seen, nor has your ear heard, nor has it even entered into your heart what Father has prepared for you in his great love. The best is yet to come, says the Lord. That's so good. Somebody say it with me. My best is yet to come. I believe that. My best is yet to come. I'm standing on that. Your best is yet to come. I'm believing with you. Amen. I remember an apostle many years ago laid hands on me and he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I thought, I wonder what that means. And boy, did I not even have a clue what God would do in my life. He is so good. He is so gracious. He is so kind. He will have his way in you if you will surrender. And we're not perfect, but our latter shall be greater than our past. We haven't seen our best days yet. Amen. The latter is coming and it's better. Scripture references are in the devotional. Pick up your copy of Evenings with the Holy Spirit on my website at jenniferleclair.org or wherever you find books online. Now the prayer starter. When I look back over my life, God, the evidence of your goodness overwhelms me. Father saved me from the pit of hell by sacrificing his only son. I can't imagine what you have planned next, but help me to walk in the fullness of what my eyes have not seen in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Father, we give you praise. We honor you. You are the most high God. You are the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the God who's seated on the throne. Your throne is built on the foundation of righteousness and justice, and you are immovable. 
No one can move you. Nothing moves you. Nothing troubles you. Nothing takes you by surprise. You are the all-knowing God. You see the end from the beginning. You've written all our days in a book. You know our thoughts. You know our steps. You order our steps. You are kind. You are loving. You are good. You are great. There's no one like you, Jesus. So we give you all the praise. We praise you from the deepest recesses of our hearts. We are grateful for what you've done. We are grateful for our salvation. We are grateful for our deliverance. We are grateful for our health and that you've given us the power to create wealth, to establish your covenant in the earth. We're grateful that your spirit dwells on the inside of us. We're grateful that you would never leave us or forsake us even to the end of the age. We are grateful that you are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out. Blessings chase us down and overtake us. We will lend to many nations and never have to borrow. We are grateful for your presence in our midst. We are grateful that where two or three are gathered together, you are in the midst of us. We are grateful that wherever you go, wherever we go rather, your spirit is there. There's nowhere we can go where you are not. You are everywhere. You'll watch over us carefully, affectionately. You are good and you are our God. You are our only good God. Would you help us today to see you for who you really are. Help us to shake off any religious concept of your son, any religious concept of your kingdom, any religious concept of your church. God, we don't want to partner with religion. We want a relationship with you, an ever-increasing relationship with your heart, an ever-increasing relationship with your spirit who lives on the inside of us. We want to be led forth into peace, into joy, into conquest, into conquest. I see that, Lord, into conquest. Hey, into conquest. And the Lord would say to you today, I will do great things through you when you know who you are in me. For I've created you for great exploits. I've called you more than a conqueror because there are things, there are demons, there is trouble for you to conquer. But you don't have to do it alone, says the Lord, for I am with you. Oh, you confess these words, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. But do you really believe that I am in you? Do you really believe that the greater one is in you? Do you really believe, ask the Lord, that I am able to cause you to overcome every assignment against your life, that I am able to help you overcome in the realm of intercession? I will bow my ear to you and I will listen to the sound of your voice and I will answer your prayers in the right time. So know this, says the Lord, that you were created for conquest. You were created to overcome. You were created to battle, to win, to fight, to war, and to see victory in every realm. For wherever you walk, I am with you, says the Lord.
Come on, he's with you. I don't know what kind of battle you're fighting today. I don't know what kind of issues you're struggling with today, but this is the revelation that you need to succeed. It is the primary revelation that you need in spiritual warfare. God is with you. He's fighting for you. If God be for you, then who can be against you? And if who, what does it matter who's against you when God is for you? He has never lost a battle. He has never been turned away. Oh, Jesus, we love you. And we say, thank you that we are in you, that we are in the world, but not of the world. So we divorce the world. We break ties with the world. We break all the associations with the world. We don't want any part of the world. We don't want to walk in the sin of the world. We don't want to walk in the darkness in the world. We want to walk in your light. We we want to walk in your love. So help us to break free of every tie that binds. Help us to break. I told you it was breakthrough day. Help us to break free, God. Help us to break through, God. Help us to break out, God. Help us to break in, God. Help us. Oh, let the breaker anointing manifest upon us. Oh, God, let the breaker anointing saturate us. Oh, God, let that breaker anoint move us an inch closer inch by inch by inch by inch by inch to the battle line that you're leading us to God would you help us to overcome we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and we love not our lives even to the death we will do it your way I see that oh Jesus the Lord says some of you have been fighting your way and you need to start fighting my way Oh, Jesus, the Lord just showed me some of you have it won and you've been discouraged. You've been resisted. You haven't seen the breakthrough. You haven't overcome because you're fighting your way instead of fighting his way. Uh Oh, don't get mad at me now. I'm trying to help us. He said, sometimes we're fighting our way instead of fighting his way. Sometimes we fight in the flesh. We exert natural authority instead of spiritual authority. Uh Oh, we make threats against the enemy when we should be praising God. Uh-oh. We allow ourselves to be discouraged when we should be encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Uh-oh. We fight by faith and, and we fight by our by the by by the flesh instead of through the through faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We try to do it in our own strength instead of being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We fail to put on the whole armor of God. Sometimes we don't fight with the word. We don't wield the sword of the spirit. We don't do it like Jesus did when he said it is written. <laughs> Sometimes we just pitch hissy fits and we call it warfare. Sometimes we get mad with the devil, but it's not a righteous indignation. It's a fleshly indignation. And the anger of scripture says the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Sometimes we get overwhelmed with the enemy instead of being overwhelmed with the presence of God. We fight our way in our flesh, in our mind, instead of in his faith, in his spirit, with his words and again, his thoughts. So father, forgive us for causing us ourselves so much trouble. You're trying to help us. Come on. God's trying to help us. Come on, we all do this sometimes. Nobody's nobody's immune to this. We all do this sometimes. Come on, don't get don't get offended. This is breakthrough day. Father, help us to see. 
when we have stepped out of the spirit and into the flesh in the realm of warfare would you help us to see how the enemy is deceiving us trying to get us to sin in the midst of the battle questioning your heart <laughs> doing other sinful deeds actions thoughts whatever is not of faith is sin whatever is not of faith is sin god you told us in your word whatever is not of faith is sin so that means our doubt about the victory is sin opening the door wider for attack it means our unbelief that will break through is sin opening and delaying our breakthrough it means that our worry is sin it means that our our, our unholy anger is sin the enemy tempts us he makes us mad but god help us not to respond in our flesh discouragement is sin because it's not a faith <laughs> complaining about the warfare is sin whatever is not a faith is sin can you see it now can you see how the enemy tempts us can you see self-pity is sin because whatever is not a faith is sin can you see the enemy's strategy now can you see it come on this is breakthrough day guys can you see it you can have a breaker anointing on you all day long but if you're complaining about the warfare taking a victim mentality you're in sin and you can't resist the devil when you're in sin james 4 7 submit yourself therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you submit yourself therefore to god that means don't complain about the warfare don't feel sorry for yourself don't get mad in your flesh don't blame other people around Around you for the issue whatever is not of faith is sin so father forgive us for these subtle sins forgive us for these little foxes that spoil the vine being afraid of the warfare is a sin because whatever is not of faith is sin Gideon's army is whittled down to 300 men because too many others were afraid they couldn't even get to the battle line they would have lost if they had gone to the battle line because the fear of the enemy is an open door for greater attacks God help us forgive us we submit our hearts to you God we submit our hearts to you completely we don't want to walk in the sin of unbelief the sin of fear the sin of doubt the sin of complaining the sin of self-pity the sin of blame games forgive us lord for blaming everybody else around us for our warfare and help us to live by the first rule of success in the earth realm i am responsible i am responsible I am responsible for my attitude. I am responsible for my words. I am responsible for my thoughts. I am responsible for my moods. Nobody can make me feel any kind of way. I choose to feel that way. Nobody can make me think anything. I choose my thoughts. Nobody can make me say anything. I choose my words. Help us, Lord, to take responsibility and stop looking for anybody. Oh, it's just the devil. Don't we? help us to stop even blaming the devil because we have authority over the devil jesus help us because we have authority over the devil jesus help us because we have authority over the devil we have authority over the so help us to stop it's just blaming him for everything it's us it's us it's us it's our responsibility and yes i know lord sometimes you allow warfare to teach us we need to learn how to fight sometimes you allow things for our own good sometimes you do but lord help us not to blame you help us not to blame you help us not to get mad at you because the warfare hasn't stopped help us not to get mad at you help us to press into you instead to 
press into your heart to ask you, Lord, what do you want me to do? Let us not be like Job who complained and got mad at God and cursed the day he was born because of the trial. Help us, Lord, to be a people who walk so closely to you that we can hear your whisper, the still small voice, that we can hear you, that we can hear you, that you can lead us and guide us in any way you want, that we'll be so sensitive to the faintest impression, the little inkling of an unction, the little tiny promptings of your spirit. We want to be so in tune with your heart and we can't be in tune with your heart when we're focused on everything else but you, when we're focused on the, the self-pity and the warfare and everything that's wrong. Help us to focus on what's right and walk with an attitude of gratitude and choose to praise you through the storm and choose to thank you in the trial, to give thanks in all things in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and we give you honor. We give you glory. You are good. You've called us together today for the sake of breakthrough, to rescue us, to help us, to build us up, to strengthen us. And we take responsibility for our part, God. We take responsibility. So forgive us for anything we've done to bring the warfare on ourselves or to, 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 to have it continue on and on and on for years instead of shutting it down. Help us, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Share this quickly, guys. Share it on your tiny 750 of you to share this quickly, 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 quickly. Sure, Actually, I need, okay, I need 850 of you to share this quickly. Come on, we got mega prayer going on today. You see that? We got mega prayer going on today. Let's do this. I want to read you a scripture. We're going to talk about these snares, these demonic snares, because the enemy lays snares for you. Share it on your timeline. Share it via messenger. Drop those hashtags. Keep talking to me. I want to show you this. I want to show you this. I want to read you this passage, several verses, because I want you to see that we have a part. We can't just blame everything on the devil. Sometimes we fall into a pit because we didn't discern it. Sometimes we fall into a pit because we, te we got tempted. And of course, the enemy is going to tempt us. We're responsible to resist the temptation. But I want you to see this here in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2. We're going to start reading in verse 22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, love, and peace, along with all those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So here, Paul is telling us what not to do and what to do instead. Flee the evil desires of youth, whatever it is that would tempt you or please you before you were saved. Whatever it was, the toxic habits, the sin, all of that, flee it, flee it, flee from that, flee from that, flee from it like it's the devil it's himself. When I got saved, I, I used to, before I got saved, I listened to all kinds of dark, dark, gloomy music. As soon as I got saved, I completely destroyed, threw away every secular album that I had. It was all dark. Why? That was me not even knowing scripture, fleeing the evil desires of my youth. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. So Paul tells us what to do instead. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, 
and peace along with those. So in the context of community, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So here it's saying, flee the evil desires and hang out with pure hearted people. Hang out with people who pray. Hang out with people who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Hang out with people who are pursuing righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Hang out with those kind of people. Flee all the toxicity. Verse 23, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. All right. Don't get involved in it. Number 24, verse 24, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. Here's what we do instead, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. So we're supposed to not get into the arguments, right? That's strife. Where stri strife kills the anointing. Strife kills the anointing. Scripture says where there's strife, where there's, where there's envy and jealousy, there's strife, there's confusion in every evil work. So where there's strife, there's confusion. Where there's strife, we open the door to the devil. So Paul's saying, listen, if you don't want to fall into a snare, you don't want to fall into a pit, don't argue with all these people. Instead, be kind to everybody. And if you have to correct someone, it says opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Listen, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Listen, you were, you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, right? So you've escaped that trap. But there's other traps that the enemy sets for you as a believer. There are other traps. You can still fall into the snare of the devil as a believer. They People do it all the time. And you see and you know this, that some people are used of the devil. They are influenced by Jezebel spirits and they come and wreck your intercession. They are used by, by, by Judas spirits and they betray you, stick a knife in your back. Christians can, be, can fall in the snare of the devil and they can be used against you to do the enemy's will in your life. You can also fall into the snare of the devil. You can fall into addiction. You can fall into depression. There's lots of traps that the enemy sets for us. You can fall into adultery. Hey, come on now. God forbid. You can fall into fornication. Hey, you can fall into whatever temptation. It's possible. It's possible for us to fall. Now, if we flee the evil desires of our youth, if we, if we pursue fervently righteousness, faith, love, peace, if we hang out with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, if we're gently instructing others instead of arguing with people, right, then we're less likely to fall into these traps. But if you have fallen into a trap, you have to, you have to believe your way out. You have to repent your way out. You know, like Jonah in the belly of the fish, he felt that, 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 that whale, Right, that fish, that great fish that swallowed him up, that was a trap. That was a snare, right? But he brought it on himself. How did Jonah get out of the trap? He repented and he cried out to God and God brought him through. You track, you tracking with me? Do you want to escape the trap? You feel trapped. You feel trapped in a relationship. Well, did God tell you to get in that relationship? You feel trapped in a career. Well, did God tell you to leave that job a long time ago, but you didn't have the faith to do it? You feel trapped in a church that's controlling. Well, did why don't you leave? Right? Because the enemy has lied to you. You're trapped in your mind. Well, I can't escape this controlling church. I have to stay inside and pray. I can't walk away from this relationship. Why not? 
I'm not telling you to get divorced. I'm talking about other relationships. I can't quit my job. They depend too much on me. But if they haven't given you a raise in five years and you've missed five promotions and they treat you like, like, like dirt, leave. God has something better for you. Get with the Lord, hear his will and follow him out. He is the way of escape. So father in Jesus name, we ask you to forgive us for feeling trapped when we're not really trapped. We just don't like our circumstances. And likewise, we ask you to forgive us for feeling trapped because we are trapped because we defied your will like Jonah when you told him to go to Nineveh to preach the word of, of warning and repentance. And he ended up going to Tarsus and he ended up in the belly of a whale. God, would you forgive us for anything we have done to allow ourselves to be tempted? You don't tempt us. You don't tempt us. It's the enemy that tempts us. He is the tempter, just like he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. But Jesus did not fall for the temptations. And we don't have to either. So help us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for taking the bait. Forgive us for being ignorant of the devil's devices. Forgive us for falling headlong into the trap that the enemy set for us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, for being hooked by the bait of Satan. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, for being caught up in the enemy's snare, in the enemy's net, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Forgive us and deliver us from every trap of the wicked one. Deliver us, O oh God, from every entanglement. Deliver us, God, when we feel boxed in, roped in, sucked in, tripped up. Deliver us, God, in the name of Jesus, from every satanic snag. Deliver us, God, in the name of Jesus, for every place in our soul that the enemy has overtaken the truth with lies that he injected through vain imaginations that we did not cast down. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for being foolish, for not being wise, walking in wisdom, walking circumspectly, walking in the spirit, walking in love, walking in the truth that sets us free. Forgive us and deliver us from all deceptions. Forgive us and deliver us from the enemy's duping strategies. Forgive us and forgive us and deliver us from the entrapments, from the, from the bondages. Deliver us from the fetters. Deliver us from the pits. Deliver us from the traps deliver us God deliver us from all evil in the name of Jesus deliver us God deliver us God deliver us God your arm is not too short that you can't reach down and deliver you are the God of deliverance we don't have to live in a quagmire we don't have to stay uh, caught up in the darkness Lord let your light break in and break forth in our soul give us the aha moment and show us exactly what we need to do if we need to do anything else in order to break free today in the name of Jesus. I declare freedom. I declare breakthrough. I declare that we are walking out of the enemy's traps, snares, pits. I thank you, Lord, that we are disentangled. I thank you, Lord, that who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we will walk in freedom, in liberty, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We magnify your holy name because you are the Holy One of Israel. There's no one like you, no one mighty to save, no one mighty to deliver, no one mighty, mighty, holy, holy, righteous, righteous in the name of Jesus. 
amen and amen. God is good all the time. Amen. Jesus, isn't he good? Remember that. We have to take responsibility. We can't, we have, Rosette says, I can't see through my tears. Well, bless your heart. We have to take, it doesn't mean that everything that happened to you is your fault. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes people do bad things to you, say bad things about you, but how we respond, that's the important thing. We need to stop reacting to everything and start responding in a godly manner. Jesus didn't have a conniption fit when the enemy came to attack him. He didn't have a meltdown and, and, and freak out and, and get demonized with rejection because the Pharisees missed the day of their visitation. We don't have to do, we don't have to emotionally melt down. We need to respond rather than reacting to the devil. Knee-jerk reactions. Listen, we need to be slow to speak. We need to be slow to speak. <laughs> we need to be slow to speak. Amen. We need to be slow to speak. We need to be slow to respond to people sometimes. Just, just, just enough. Just don't, you know, you don't have to respond to everybody immediately. Sometimes, you know, I subscribe sometimes by the 24-hour rule. Some, something I need to respond to and it's agitating and it's nasty and, and people are being difficult. I'll wait 24 hours to respond. And let me just tell you this. Some things don't deserve, don't dignify a response. Some things don't dignify a response. Some attacks against you, you don't, you need to address it in the spirit instead of addressing it in the natural. Some things don't dignify a response in the natural. Just let it go. Just walk away. Don't get into strife. Let God deal with it. He's your vindicator. He is your vindicator. He is your vindicator. He is your vindicator. Amen. How y'all doing today? Good. Are you doing good? Are you doing great? Are you ready to run? Did you break through? Did you break free? Did you see something new? Do you have a better grip? Are you, did you get a little, a little teaching there? Amen. God is good. He's, he's so good. He's wonderful. He's mighty. He's holy. He's awesome. We have to remember that when the warfare strikes, because it will. It will. It is easy to say hallelujah right now. But sometimes when the warfare comes, it's harder to remember what you know. We are in the middle of witchcraft season. And that is part of the problem. You'll notice people around you losing their minds. We got to learn how to pray. We got to learn how to fight. Amen. Amen. We know we're prime time for revival. If you don't think that the enemy is going to try to come in like a flood in this season of revival, then maybe you haven't seen it before or haven't been aware of it before. You know, Evan Roberts had hosted or stewarded one of the greatest revivals ever. Jezebel came right in the middle of that and attacked and just destroyed so many things. We don't need to be paranoid, but we need to understand the ways of the enemy and understand that our God is greater and we need to be on guard. We're in a season of revival. You're seeing it all over the world. I saw a video clip last night of uh, in Israel and, and there was had to be thousands of people there in Jerusalem crying out Yeshua and singing that song, Yeshua. And, uh, 
I mean, it's just amazing what God is doing, but we have to, we have to put wood on the fire. We have to fan the flame. We can't just hope that that happens in our city. We have to pray that it does. We have to cry out. And it's not so much that we're praying for revival. Yes, we're praying for revival, but we're repenting. Clean hands, pure heart. We're crying out for, for his presence, for a revelation of his beauty. Yes, we want revival. Yes, we want a visitation. But we have to start with repentance. That's where it starts. We have to start with, with, with cleansing ourselves and, 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 you know, and washing ourselves with the water by the word. We have to do our part. Listen. We're in a moment right here. This is a flashpoint. This is a Cairo season. And so I want to invite many of you to join Awakening Prayer Hubs in this context. This is what I'm here for. This is a huge part of my purpose. Bishop Bill Hammond, my spiritual father, he prophesied at our 10-year anniversary of Awakening House of Prayer. He prophesied that he, he believed that uh, the uh, Awakening House of Prayer would be a catalyst for the, for the next great awakening. And, you know, so many times over the last 10 years, I wanted to quit. And, uh, you know, some people would tell me there's something greater coming. There's something bigger coming. The enemy is trying to get you to give up before that happens. And so many times I wanted to quit. We launched Awakening House of Prayer 10 years ago. We launched Awakening Prayer Hubs five years ago. And we've seen just a lot of resistance in that. And now we're in prime time. This is what I'm called to do. I'm called to pray, to raise up, mobilize intercessors. Amen. And so you, you, when, you, when you see what you've been praying for, you know, so I've been praying for this since 2007. When you begin to see what you've been praying for, imagine if I'd have given up. Amen. You begin to see what you've been praying for. It's, it, it causes you to want to press in even deeper. So I want to invite you to press in with me. Go to awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join a hub. Launch a hub. We're in 72 nations, guys. 72. 72 nations. It's amazing what God has done and what he's doing. We want you to join forces with us at awakeningprayerhubs.com. We have tons of training for you, new stuff going up every month. We're working on some more special projects. We have a 24-7 firewall. We have uh, regional leaders, family meetings, uh, a family of intercessors who stands with you. Some of you have been standing alone for long enough. And if you're a new prayer leader and you don't have anybody else in your prayer hub, listen, you just you pray with another prayer hub leader. You know, we have one that just started in the UK and she says, well, I only have four. I said, that's a lot. You, you don't need more than one person to bring revival in a city. You might be the gate in the gap. You might be the one that God uses to tip over the bowls in your city. You have no idea. So we can't allow ourselves to be discouraged by numbers. We can't allow ourselves to be discouraged by what we see with our natural eyes. We can't allow ourselves to be discouraged by this. We have to stand strong. Amen. This is prime time. This is it right here. This is the moment that many of you have been waiting for if you're an intercessor. So join forces with us at awakeningprayerhubs.com, awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. And remember, guys, to take that PD-12 training. If you're an awakening prayer leader, you should be multiplying. Amen. You should be multiplying. Within six months of starting, you should be multiplying. God is a God of multiplication. He commands us to multiply. Take the PD-12 training. I'm going to stop there with that because uh, I want to remind you also, I want to remind you also, I want to remind you also to sign up for, to apply for the Elijah company if you have not yet already. Please do not apply more than one time. Some people applied four times. You're not going to get an, you're not going to get an immediate answer five minutes later. 
Okay, I know you're excited, but it's making more workforce. So don't apply four or five times. Just go apply once. Global Prophetic Center, it's coming up. This might actually be, and I say this every time, but this might be the last time we do it. I, I Because I just feel like there's so many other things I need to do. And I love to teach on the prophetic. been standing in the office of a prophet for 20 years or more. And I just feel like I need to keep doing prophetic training, but we might not do it again. I just... I don't know. I want to focus more and more on prayer. So I'm not sure, but this might be the last time we do it. Um, and I'm not just saying that. I'm really, I, every time I really have to evaluate, is this still what God wants me to do? So if you're going to get signed up, get signed up. Don't wait, especially those who have been before and you think you're going to stroll in at the last minute. I'm telling you, it's over halfway full now. You're not going to be able to, uh, I love you, but you're not going to be able to stroll in at the last minute. Um, you know, you've done that in the past and some of you I've made special favors for, but you're not going to be able to stroll in at the last minute this time. So please go get signed up if you're going to get signed up. Amen. Globalpropheticcenter.com. Globalpropheticcenter.com. Amen. Check that out. Praise God. We are having a prayer call for the UK today at 8 p.m. UK time. We're having a prayer call for the UK today at 8 p.m. UK time. It's over on my Eventbrite page jenniferleclair.org slash eventbrite. I'm sorry, it's jenniferleclair.org slash events, or you can go to jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com and you can get signed up there. So uh, make sure if you're going to want to do that, that you do that, get signed up. You get the Zoom link, it's right there for you. And you'll be able to take part in that. Amen. God is good all the time. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. I want to pray for you before we get off today. I want to remind you, uh, before I pray for your protection and your healing and all that, I want to remind you that you can sow into this ministry. If you choose to, we'd appreciate it. We do need your support. This is a donor-driven ministry. 88% of everything we do is given away for free. Some things we have to charge for because there's not enough donors to cover the cost. So you can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the cash app. The cash app is dollar sign prophetic books. You can use the text to give. Text to give is 754-701-2161. Text the word give to 754-701-2161. Text the word uh, give. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Zelle. Zelle is info at jenniferleclair.org. You can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are good. There is no God like you. You are the most high God. So I lift up all my awakening prayer hubs leaders, my awakening house church leaders, my awakening house of prayer leaders all over the world, my local congregation here in Fort Lauderdale. I lift up all the Ignite Network members, all the company of Sears members, all of the uh, people who read my books, all the school of the spirit.tv students, all of those who watch my YouTube videos. And Lord, I say, bless them indeed. Enlarge their territory. Let your hand of power rest upon them and keep them from evil in Jesus' name. Lord, restore marriages, heal bodies, deliver souls 
in the name of Jesus. Reconcile relationships in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to prosper your people. Cause them to prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers and heal their soul. Lord, draw them closer to you. I plead the blood of Jesus over them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I declare that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, but every tongue that's risen up against them shall be condemned. I thank you, Lord, that they're blessed coming in and blessed going out, the head and not the tail, that they lend to many nations and never have to borrow. I thank you, Lord, for their prosperity, for their increase, for the multiplication anointing upon their life. I thank you, Lord, that what you do, you'll do it. You'll do it for them because you love them. We don't have to earn it. You'll do it because you love us. So we trust in you. Help us to trust in you more. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. God is good all the time. I love you so much. Have a breakthrough day, and I'll see you on the other side. Remember, awakeningprayerhubs.com, globalpropheticcenter.com. Get involved in Jesus' name.